United States of Lead is an informative podcast that may contain sensitive material and the occasional F-bomb. Listener discretion is advised. United States of Lead, a podcast about crime, mental decline, and the history of lead poisoning. This week, we're going to discuss some recent news about Chicago's lead levels, which has gotten a lot of attention on my newsfeed. Did it pop up a lot for you? I haven't heard anything about this. Oh! But I've also been a little bit of a tortoise in a shell today. Yeah. This this last couple of weeks. Okay, yeah, because this came out, this article, we're basically just going to be touching on one specific article from the Guardian. And I mean, the news is everywhere, but this one really good job of encompassing everything. And it's from September 21st, 2022. But the reason I'm bringing it up is, yes, it's, you know, shocking. But at the same time, news like this makes it seem like these are like isolated incidents in certain cities. I know from my experience, just how bad Milwaukee is. And we just don't seem to talk about that. It's still just as bad as it was. So the headline is revealed, quote, the shocking levels of toxic lead in Chicago tap water. For us, not really that shocking. Right. <laughs> so it just shows how much the general public doesn't realize how bad it is. Yeah. Why is this a headline? Why is this not history? Mm-hmm. So even here, you know, they have some pictures of people who are affected by it. So we're just going to go through this article. Uh, it'll be linked in our sources and, you know, discuss from what we know about lead thus far. Quote, tests were performed for thousands of Chicago residents and they found lead in amounts far exceeding the federal standards, end quote, which again, we've brought up, there's no safe amount of lead and the fact that these standards are even there. (laughs) So one in 20 tap water tests performed for thousands of Chicago residents found lead. And like we said, it was above the government limits. And again, the government limits are still kind of high. So that just shows how bad it is. Yes, the limit is the minimum amount that the government has decided is not a burden to them to deal with. Mm-hmm. So Now, this is according to a Guardian analysis of sure. the city of Chicago, the city of Chicago's data. Want to highlight this? This isn't the actual city of Chicago, too. So one third had more than is permitted in bottled water. This means that out of twenty-four thousand tests, approximately a thousand homes had 
lead exceeding the federal standards. Wow. Yes, and apparently it says because experts and locals say that these results raise broader concerns because there are an estimated 400,000 lead pipes supplying water to homes in the city. And the vast majority of those were not tested as part of the program. So we put our our uh, statistics sample pants back on and uh, a lot of red flags should be going off. So. Yeah, 400,000. And like we said, you know, people are like, oh, well, they're treated. And it's like, what studies have been done for how long that treatment lasts? And what we talked about with last week's episode with that lead propaganda and the lead companies, the benefits of lead and how we need to raise lead up. And it's like, dude. If you have a lead pipe that's your main source of water to your home or to homes in your area, maybe you should have like regular checks on this. Now, as we've mentioned with other studies, all of these studies are always from independent researchers. So all the information we always find out about these shocking levels are always coming from outside when it should be coming from within. But the Guardian worked with water engineer Eileen Batanzo, who they also helped uncover the Flint water crisis that resulted in many, again, mostly Black residents, being poisoned by lead in the Michigan city of Flint. To review these results, she conducted the tests of residents between 2016 and 2021. So now. Yeah. Also, fun fact, Chicago itself has never released an analysis of these results. Why not? Isn't it fun to show how great your work is? And from the Chicago University, Loyola, who have some of the best laid out statistics of the effects of lead poisoning and what it leads to, I'm not surprised that people are getting the information that they should be getting when we know the effects on not only children, but adults. Yeah. We can go back to those, but if just listen to our, I think it's our first episode or second episode where we talk about the crime rates and lower IQs and, you know, a lifelong career in crime and just, it's not by accident. So the analysis found that nine of the top 10 zip codes with the largest percentage of high test results were neighborhoods with minorities of Black and Hispanic residents, nine out of 10. And there were dozens of homes with shockingly high lead levels. One home in a majority Black neighborhood of South Chicago had a lead level of 1,100 parts per billion, which is 73 times higher than the EPA's limit of 15. And we've talked about the episode of John Oliver where he brings up that neighborhood that was built on an old lead smelting factory. Yeah. And that is somehow even allowed. And what did they tell residents? Just don't play on the grass and don't drink the water. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, if you have diabetes, just eat right. Yeah, just eat right. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, there's a very clear data set here that's showing very concerning lead levels in Chicago and the residents need to have this information, Eileen says. Lead is a potent, irreversible neurotoxicant with no safe level of exposure and important multi-generational impacts. The time to cut it off is as soon as possible. Foot dragging is helping nobody, end quote. We have been dealing with this for over 2,000 years. We have knowingly been dealing with this for over 2,000 years. Knowingly. And yet this is where we're at. It's absolutely mind-boggling to me. Jenny and I were talking over the weekend. Uh-huh. We were saying, you know, being in Minnesota, we need to have discussions now about climate change and mm-hmm. 
refugees. So like, mm -hmm. under what conditions would we let someone stay with us? Mm -hmm. What would be an appropriate amount of time to like, mm -hmm. you know, just sort of like thinking it like where in yeah. the house would we store people? And we kind of came with this notion like, you know what, if it's crazy, crazy, not having extra blankets and little things put out and uh, maybe just crashing in a basement, like having a couple families crash in a basement is is okay, you know, because it's refugee time. Um, I even had that thought. Yeah, it's I was a like, thought well, you, we should have. Well, Ruby can stay with yeah. me and I could have her room be a spare room. You will have people you love become a refugee because of climate change. I have family in Arizona. As far as I can tell, Arizona will be, this, so this was a part of our conversation, it was like, it'll be a, a, in, uninhabitable in our lifetime. So, um, and then we started chatting just about where we, other people are that we know, that we love, family members, and we, we have people, we know people from Chicago, and it was like, oh, Chicago might not be a really safe place in 10, 15 years because of their infrastructure and because of the lake. If water's rising and mm -hmm. messing with their infrastructure, and it's not that it would submerge Chicago, but I don't know, this is, <laughs> this is just really hitting yeah, home not... with this conversation we just had of just like, oh, well, how much harder will it be to secure these pipes? Yeah, if... when Republicans don't wanna fund oh, infrastructure. Yeah. We are not a preventative care society mm -hmm. and we need to be, <laughs> if anything is, this is teaching us, I mean, and not just this, we should be fully aware after everything that we've gone through the past few years, we need to be a preventative care society. A reactionary society does not work. It's good business. It's good for business. It's good for business. It's not good for people. Oh, I'm saying. Oh, you're saying preventative the, care. Is the cost of. Yes of implementing implementation is lower than the cost of it's good of for the business of the people who know they're not going to be here for like 20 more years oh yeah that's, that's really what, what i meant it is. That's, that's really good for is. the business of people who aren't going to be here in 20 years that so boomer mentality oh yep anyways <laughs> who also mind you lack of empathy from all the lead poisoning yeah. they had quote numerous studies show that even at low levels lead can lead to impacts on children and adults once it's in your blood, it crosses the blood-brain barrier and affects the nervous system. Not the only effects, but it can lead to lower IQ, behavioral disorders, worsening performance in school. But as we've shown, the list is atrocious of what it's linked to. And in adults, they mentioned how the low levels of lead, which we have now shown even two micrograms, has shown increasing blood pressure, kidney problems, and mm -hmm. the blood pressure leads to a host of cardiac effects. End quote. Now we've talked about this. We don't talk about this. How many people have high blood pressure and yeah. how it's been on the rise, you know, and again, it's low levels. And that's the thing that's so scary is like those levels keep going, going. There's no safe amount. doesn't matter how much is in your system. Now, Chicago has an estimated 80% of homes with water connections to let. Oh my God. I'm going to share my screen quick, just so you can see the map. So this is the percentage of tests that are at or above 15 parts per billion, which is, again, the threshold that the EPA has set. That doesn't mean it's safe right. to have. And as you can see, the South Side hit the hardest, which we know is predominantly a Black and Hispanic area of Chicago. 
And look at how white downtown is. Pun intended, pretty, I guess. I didn't yeah. even mean to make that pun, but look how white Chicago is. I didn't even mean to make that pun. It's just the color. Barely any lead down there. Imagine What's interesting that. too is there's this little part on the bottom of the south side that is, that they barely have any. So as you can see to these chunks, this shows that they have replaced in certain areas. They've put effort into certain areas. They've put effort into certain areas to remove right, the pipes. Now, in May 2021, Chicago's mayor condemned previous mayors for, quote, kicking the can down the road and failing to deal with the urgent need for pipe replacements. As of this month, only 180 of the city's almost half a million lead pipes have been replaced, end quote. There's not a lot of money going into infrastructure. <laughs> and as we've also mentioned, the rollback that happened during Trump's administration for what's considered appropriate levels, education needed in certain jobs. The propaganda that's still happening, especially with firearms and construction. And I don't believe that this isn't intentional. Like, this is all intentional because people do know what the side effects are, let are. And it is good for business of their pockets to keep people continuing in the cycles that they continue in because it is profitable. Mm -hmm. Quote The situation in Chicago is emblematic of an immense national issue. Although the Flint crisis rang alarm bells across the country, estimates say there are some 10 million lead pipes still serving U.S. homes. And the crisis in Flint is one thing, but the real, I think, crime is just the lack of response. And that's, yes. that's I mean, if we can't handle a city, we're certainly not prepped to handle a nation. Well, here's the thing, too, with us, who like with people who drink, but we'll all just drink bottled water. We already talked about that, too, with our water yeah. episode that a lot of people are just putting tap water in there. Yeah. So it's not saying that there's not lead, unless you're going to a facility that had, uh, unless it's on that list, and unless you're going to a facility that uses reverse osmosis to filter the water, there's nothing saying you're not still drinking the same leaded water when you're drinking a bottle of water, which is also insane that that's even acceptable, that there's no regulation saying you can't put tap water in bottled water. So there are different standards and opinions about how much lead is tolerable in water, which we've also talked about. Health agencies say no safe amount of lead is safe and that even low levels can cause problems, but the EPA has their quote action level. <laughs> their action level was well exceeded here. So let's see how long it takes for them to actually act. And so by this measure, Chicago is in compliance, they're saying, quote, but this method may miss wide scale issues. Flint was also technically in compliance until more detailed testing revealed the extent of its problem. And the EPA itself issued a warning to Chicago residents that the, they found the study that its methods, quote, underestimates lead levels. I'm glad the Guardian put it in here, but I feel like it's not highlighted enough that these aren't isolated incidents. Like we said, it's not just water. It's our canned goods. It's our baby food. It's right. our ammunition. It's the, the homes that people work in, the homes that people live in. It's dust. It's F, it's the food we eat. It's literally in everything. And this isn't to sound like a, a you know crazy conspiracy. That's the reality of it. And we've shown the data to show that. And it doesn't take an, an insane amount for it to affect people. And like we were talking about before the show, it affects different people different ways. We have this idea when it's, well, it's not affecting me. So I, I it should it can't be that big of a deal. You know, that's unfortunately the way a lot of people think about certain issues like all issues. <laughs> well, that's not what's happening here. So that can't be that big of a deal. That's them. 
That's, that's not, not me. I'm fine. Climate change. Well, that's down there. It's not happening here. I'm fine. Anyways, many experts say too that the standard should be stricter. So the FDA too has set the standard of lead in bottled water at five parts per billion, which is a level that more than a third of Chicago's tests exceeded. And again, like we're <laughs> we're not testing for this stuff. That's just insane. But the American Academy of Pediatrics recommended setting levels for school drinking fountains no more than one part per billion related to the fact of children's brains being so susceptible to lead. The Board of American Pediatrics is saying one part per billion, yet our acceptable level nationwide is 15. And then we have them at 75. It's showing pretty how alarming this is. And again, when you start to put the pieces together of what the effects of lead are right. and the issues we're dealing with, not only in our country, but worldwide, it really starts to make sense. So by this measure, quote, 71% of Chicago tests reviewed by The Guardian would not pass. 71% of the tests. That's insane. Yeah, and also Chicago's kind of big, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So in a statement to The Guardian, a spokesperson for the Chicago Department of Water Management said that the city's tap water should not be held to the same standards as bottled water. And that the city's testing method for lead involves deliberately letting the water stand for several hours in the pipes. So they're trying to say that they're purposefully letting the water sit. Who cares? It does exactly. So the like, city also encourages residents with lead lines to flush their water for five minutes every day before. So again, like we always say, it falls on the consumer. Yeah. Instead so of us should, fixing this problem, you need to be responsible for us not fixing this problem. So every day, every house, millions five and millions minutes. of people need to just let their pipe, let their, Pay each of their, their faucets yep. run. Mm -hmm. And Reese then, water. yep. Instead of solving this issue, we want you to waste water, which we waste water not and be then wasting. spend money on that. And so again, the, reduces your chances. Not saying that you're not getting lead in your water, it's reducing your chances. To spin that to say that they're purposefully trying to make the it doesn't matter. The numbers are that high regardless. So, quote, Chicago takes its drinking water quality very seriously, a spokesperson said. Yeah, because they're covering it up. They're putting a lot of energy into this. Yes. It says that they offer one of the largest free lead testing programs in the world and voluntarily share the results online to keep residents informed. But didn't we just see above that yeah. they're not doing <laughs> Oh, we're going to share the results. I mean, the good ones, the and ones again, that we like, but the, not. What does it matter if you have lead testing? You find out you have lead, then you're still told, well, you should be flushing your water and buying right. these filters. It doesn't matter. Right. You're not fixing the problem. <laughs> Clearly. So while the raw data of Chicago's tests have been posted on Chicago's Department Water Management website for years, The Guardian says no analysis has actually been made available to the public. If the same results were extrapolated to all the homes served by the nearly 400,000 lead lines in Chicago, it's possible that more than 100,000 homes could have lead levels in their tap water above those allowed for bottled water. And to say that there should be a different standard between bottled water and tap water is just ridiculous. That, that someone in charge thinks that way is so frightening. Like, oh, well, you can't actually compare us to something that's safe. Like, that's just not fair. And yeah. it, we all know it's not safe. It's not. Mm -hmm. So, quote, this is clearly a public health threat of the first order, Eric Olson says, who is part of the Natural Resource Defense Council. 
quote, that's a lot of people drinking lead contaminated water, you think. (laughs) When you think about it that way and see all the ways that people are getting it, it's bonkers. The Guardian says that several years ago, the city started to encourage people to take three samples of their own water and send them to the city for analysis. And those who tested were located all across the city and ranged from former daycare workers in Northwest Chicago to an electrician on the South side. And this just made me think, do you remember that song I found where the the people in Milwaukee testing their water and how insane the levels were? Where's that in the news? Because that was like 2016. I mean, it's clearly just as bad. Yeah, I still, I mean, I think we still maintain that this is so bad. If we actually did the work that we needed to do, we would not be able to do the other work that they're trying to do. Like all of this scammy stuff would have to be put on hold to actually get this done. So the Guardian analysis used the highest of the samples for each test kit and the largest proportion of results at or above the 15 parts per billion came after taps had been running for two minutes. And 2% of the samples returned such high results after taps had been running for five minutes. Our solution being just waste water instead of fixing the problem is so unacceptable. And I don't, I can't even grasp how that is your solution with the water crisis we're already going to be facing. Mm -hmm. Talk about reactionary versus preventative. How are we not getting the, the hint yet that we need to start being a, a preventative care worldwide society. Is it because the people who are in power right now won't be around for this? Quote, while homes with the high lead test results were widely distributed around residential areas of the city, again, the areas with the biggest percentage of high lead tended to be working class neighborhoods with large black or Latino populations. For instance, in four zip codes of Chicago's South Side, eight to 10% of lead tests showed results above the action level. Those neighborhoods, too, are hard hit by industrial pollution, which they also have high rates of respiratory disease. I go back to that John Oliver clip. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that that place in the South, I can't remember where in the South it was, but where that cemetery was in that area of that factory and just how many people are dying from the poisons of that. I, I just, I can't grasp how any of this is legal. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I, That part to me, I just can't grasp at all. So one of the testers was Illinois State Senator Ram Viavalam, who represents parts of Chicago's northwest side and neighboring suburbs. In 2018, him and his wife bought a house that was constructed in 1958, their first ever real estate purchase. A year later, they discovered during a routine checkup that their toddler's blood lead levels had levels five times higher than the CDC limit. And that's Back in 2018, and and recently, I think they even lowered it from five to three. So that's even higher. So the doctors told their family the lead levels were high enough to cause global development delays in their son. But because his lead poisoning was caught early, they were hopeful that the adverse outcomes could be averted. They say that the family had been living with several sources of lead, which included the water service line, lead paint in the home, as well as some spices like turmeric, which we had talked about I remember turmeric. Yeah. Yep, that may have been contaminated. Think about that. I think about how much turmeric I used to ingest. And I love turmeric. And now it's like, God, do I want it? You know, and that's that's the part that gets my goat is like, we as consumers shouldn't even worry about whether or not we should use products because the product manufacturer 
should not be allowed to sell that product unless it is safe. Yeah. Full stop. We are, you as an individual, we as individuals are not equipped to protect ourselves against this scourge, against this issue. Wow. No, we should not be responsible for this. There's and just that's too, where, yeah. No, go ahead. There's just too many vectors. There's too many ways that it can get in into your life. And there's even a small amount, as we keep keep finding, even a small amount is just, uh, it can be destructive. You know that part, hi love, I'm almost done. Mm. <laughs> Wanna come say hi? Well, apparently she's gonna, my daughter's Octonauts music might be in the background. It's real intense music too, so it might be great, like dramatic music it. to end this. That meme I was talking about in the last episode of Cult of Corporation, where it's, you know, the teacher and the parents and the kid and the parents going to the teacher. Yeah. Why, yeah. Did, why did they have this? That's what we, we, the consumer and the corporation has to be the teacher right now where we're going, why are we having neurotoxicants in our products? Yeah. It's unacceptable. And there's, it's. I just, I don't even have words for it. Like, it's like, like beating a dead horse at this point, you know, where it's just like, it's there, it's caused these issues. We've known about it for 2000 years and yet nothing's being done. So the Guardian shared the findings of its investigation with that Senator and they called the extent of the problem, quote, unacceptable. The reality is we need to have a sense of urgency on this issue. If it can happen to my family, it can happen to any family, unquote. Even if it doesn't happen to your family, sir, it doesn't matter. But, but I think what he's trying to say is that he's in a place where you have this notion that it, it shouldn't affect them. And I think right. a lot of people do think that, you know, you buy a product and you think, I mean, it must be safe. You buy a house, you get it, you know, painted. Well, it must be safe. And that's just an illusion. But at the end of the day, it does affect certain people much more. And those are Black and Hispanic people who live in impoverished areas, but nobody's safe. <laughs> right. That's the, that's the biggest part about this. What's going to actually be done about it? I have to go potty. Oh, you have to go potty? <laughs> Hold up one second. I mean, yeah. I... <laughs> All this love talk makes her have to poop. One second. <laughs> Don't turn it off. I'm not turning it off. Okay, so... The Guardian has a section called, quote, pathetic pace of change, <laughs> which I think oh. needs to be the new slogan for the <laughs> on every issue. So quote, progress towards replacing these pipes has been glacial. In September 2020, the mayor announced plans to replace 650 lead pipes by the end of 2021 and continue increasing that number. But so far, the city hasn't even come close to hitting that target, end quote. And as we said above, it's 400,000 pipes. What? 650 out of 400,000. And where were those? Pathetic. Yeah. And where were those pipes replaced? Well, we saw that lovely infographic of where clearly those pipes were replaced. I got to say, I do want one of these jobs. I am really jealous that someone can have that, that level of incompetence and, and still, still get a paycheck. Yep. And here's why, because it, she estimates that the total cost of each pipe being replaced could run as high as $30,000. It's not that, oh God, there's another one of those Americans for Prosperity ads, I swear to God. You are wasting your money, people. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Never gonna happen. But like you said, we, we can't afford to fix this and we could afford to fix this. The companies who are responsible for the amount of lead that we're exposed to, 
don't have an extra special tax. You know, you're going to tell them that they can have these products. Well, there should be a, a high tax to allow for producing those products. Full stop. Bottled water, ammunition, canned, good liners, you know, all that stuff. There should be then a special extra tax for those people. If this was happening to your children and you had the power to just change it, you would. And they did. They clearly did. That's why downtown is so great. And yep. this was happening there. Yeah. One of the biggest things too, like with the developmental issues with kids, a lot of this stuff, you can have severely high lead levels and not even know it because yeah. you just don't understand that these are effects of lead. And if your kid is not in the that age range of infancy to two, you're not getting tested for this. Your kid's getting mm -hmm. diagnosed with ADHD and that's it. And okay, well, shoot. There's so many issues, like I said, that could be linked to this and we're just not testing for it. And this is why we're not testing for it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm okay. Okay, but. Did she say I'm okay? Yes. <laughs> That's All right, so awesome. Chicago, quote, Chicago taking nearly two years to replace 180 lines is, quote, pathetic, one of the experts say. If a city like Newark can replace 120 per day, there's nothing other than lack of will that's preventing Chicago from doing the same, end quote. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. We showed, too, how bad it is in Jersey. That Remember that school where it was just bonkers? Oh, yeah. That school district. So, yeah, it's just, again, there's... If nobody's forcing companies to do this, cities to do this, then why would they? It costs money. Why would, yeah. You don't make money by spending money. Quote, the city has designed several programs to help low-income residents pay for the part of the work on their private property. So again, you don't have any money, but we'll pay for a little bit of you getting these lead service lines replaced. And what did we mention too? Replacing these lines, you have to leave your residence for a minimum of six months. I couldn't afford to do that. This is a monumental task. This is a yes. complete overhaul of the entire infrastructure. Yeah, and of course, too, the amount of paperwork that's needed. It's, it's not just like a, hey, so we got this free lead test done and now, it'd be, oh, we'll go and fix this and pay for, no. It, again, all falls on you. So you have to weigh the pros and cons of actually getting this done as an individual or a family. Yeah. So one person, quote, Juliana Ramirez has been trying to help her 65-year-old mom get a low-income grant to replace the lead service lines in her cottage on Chicago's south side. After a year of struggling to get all the required paperwork to the city, the family still isn't sure whether or not it's going to happen. Apparently, the city asked for a multitude of documents to prove income status, including tax returns, pay stubs, social security cards, driver's license, school transcripts for every school member of the family. Mortgages, deeds, insurance declarations, real estate tax bills. And that, oh, well, we have programs for that. And then they leave out this part of the program. How much did this, all this cost? Mm -hmm. So when she also then tried to help her mom load all these scanned copies of paperwork onto the city's website, mm -hmm. it kept crashing. So you finally gather all this stuff and then the website doesn't even allow you to do it. Right. Oh, and also two fun facts. Quote, a planned Chicago program to offer free pipe replacements at homes that serve as daycare facilities has also been slow to get off the ground. We forget about that, too. You know, you think of like preschools and schools, but people can have daycare facilities inside their homes. Yeah, a lot of people do. We're not doing what we're supposed to. And there's not nobody's being held accountable. Mom, watch this. 
That's really cool. I feel like I should be this. Can you hear that? Oh yeah. Oh great. Okay. <laughs> and like i said like it's i don't know how long we would have been living where i was living right it's just that she was due for that test i had to take it i did just get her levels tested again too and she's under two and that's another thing too is now they're not they didn't even show her level they just showed it was under two yeah i keep i keep exact. i keep going back to my in my mind like i don't want to know the benchmark i want to know the results why are they hiding that results and it's just a it's a power play like they don't yep. want to actually tell you or bring you in on the secret information that they're holding well hoarding. because at the end of the day they are all fully aware there's no safe amount of lead that's safe and know? they also yeah they know that there's nothing you they could really do to abate it on a public health level mm -hmm. one person who was interviewed ends the article really great saying how many more years, how many more decades are we going to keep poisoning our kids? Yep. And not only our kids, but these kids become adults. Adults get exposed through their work. It's a lot of working class people who are getting exposed, getting a lot. And again, these side effects that you're just thinking are just a result of your genetics or whatever, gout, high blood pressure, kidney disease, mm -hmm. ADHD, lower IQ, memory. I mean, it's the amount of effects linked to this is so atrocious we just ignore it so yeah. yeah that's it i hope that there's more that comes from this because i mean it really didn't from flint that was really shown as this isolated incident so many of these side effects are things that we can quote deal with and they show that there's action levels for a reason there are people in power who, who deem a lot of these side effects as things you can just deal with yeah well it's something you have to live with now yep and even when it's not that, it still doesn't matter because we see in Chicago, we see in Flint, we see in those areas down in the South. So it's about time again, like we as the consumer and we as the voter, we really have to be taking a look at this. We have to start holding the people accountable. Corporations, politicians, ourselves as well, because there's plenty of us too that brush this off is not a big deal because it's not affecting you personally. And guess what? It, it still might be. Mm -hmm. You go to the doctor and you have high blood pressure and they can't figure out why. Hmm. Let's talk about lead more in our society and start holding corporations accountable for the love of God. Where are leaders leading us? They're not. We're just running in circles. Do you ever Pretty see this toxic discussed? Field. Yeah. Ever. For uh, 100,000 homes in just the Four, sample. 400,000 lead pipes in just Chicago, in the Chicago area alone. Yeah. And those are connected. Those are all interconnected. How many of those are going to apartment buildings that affect hundreds of people? Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is just one part of the exposure issue that we've shown. It's everywhere. And like we said, the lead, our lead level is on the rise. And that's why we're seeing now to this rise of these pro-lead organizations. Oh, and God. Yeah, I spent oh, a little time on that website. It was just nuts. Yeah. And trying to say how there's benefits to it. And again, lead ammunition, like we definitely do not talk about that stuff, especially with, I mean, these mega followers, they are just constantly exposed. Mm, lead. And the psychosis and hallucinations we already know from, from lead cast. So anyways, obviously we could go on and on, but that's all the time we have for this week. And tune in next week while we discuss more atrocities in our society. Thanks everybody. Thank you for tuning in to United States of Lead. 
hosted by Andrea Elizabeth and Paul Kramer. Just a quick disclaimer, Andrea and Paul are not experts in lead poisoning. We do ask that you check our sources and read up a little bit more on your own. Thanks again for listening.